Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsel W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsel W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up. Oh, beautiful bell breakers. It is another great, beautiful summer weekend out there. It's a little cool for my taste, actually. It is, but it's perfect for, like, uh, we, we got out to, like, a nature center oh, and walked okay. around this weekend. And so the coolness it, is nice when you're when I you're guess. going that route. It's a little jarring coming back from, from the Gulf Coast and, and yeah. you have low 70s. I, I imagine, like... Going to the beach and hanging out and swimming and shit, and then coming back and you're like, yeah, oh. it's like I'm ready to go swimming again, and it's 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 not 72. It's definitely and not swimming <laughs> no, weather. Out. Not. I think we'll get it back. I mean, it will. It we will. got global warming. Yeah. The whole entire world's gonna forever be swimming weather That's here in true. a couple of years. So, <laughs> so rest assured. The oceans are going to rise, yes. the beaches are going to come further inland, and yes. we're going to have beach it's weather. It's going to be like Waterworld. Yes. You, did you watch that Kevin Costner movie? I did not. Okay, no. you didn't. It's actually a horrible movie. <laughs> Is it? But the concept's <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's a cool concept, just horrible movie. Yes. Um, so we will be enjoying beach, like permanent beach weather here yeah. in the next couple of years. Well, that's years. good. I'm, I'm looking forward to having beachfront property in Iowa. <laughs> yes, only by then you won't have property because we'll that's be true. all we won't crammed. Have, none of us will have property. We'll be crammed into little flats. That's true. That's but do you think they'll call them flats? Because I don't think you can no. call them apartments Th- at that no. point. They'll, they'll call it some kind of like residential unit. <laughs> yeah, like common units yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or pu- public dwelling quarters. Yeah. U- unity quarters. <laughs> unity unity quarters. I like it. How's everybody doing out there? Once again, this is the episode, our end of the week, beginning of the week, yeah. our weekend episode where we just wrap up all the bullshit that doesn't fit into a main episode. Yeah. Because we usually go pretty like single topic yeah. episodes for our main episode, which I enjoy because I enjoy right. researching digging and digging it. and stuff. But yeah. then there's also all this other shit yeah. going on uh, in the all world. This other stuff. I don't want to say it's little stuff because it definitely isn't little, but it is just shit that's not worth digging into mm. right now. Yeah, it's not stuff that we could uh, really write a full episode about, yeah. but 
um, it's stuff that really needs to be addressed yeah. because it's stuff we got to pay attention to because it could turn into full blown absolutely and, and craziness. Uh, it also just kind of points out patterns mm. that may be expandable later on down the road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or it's kind of playing off of stuff yeah. we've already talked about, like. COVID always gets thrown right. in the mix because it's been an ongoing thing since yeah. 2019 now, since yeah. i.e. COVID-19. Right. I mean, it's been going, yeah. it's almost been two years now since That's crazy. COVID was released from the lab or, yeah. and or bats in the wet markets or where <laughs> wherever <laughs> that came happened. from. Whatever happened. Yeah. Can we even talk about that now? I, I think so. I read I a, think it's out there. I read a, I saw a poll. I just saw the headline. I didn't read the article because I didn't give a shit, but- Apparently, like, 85% of Americans now think that it was leaked from the Wuhan labs. So, oh, that, yeah. that's that's definitely a shift from last year. Yeah. But then when everybody starts believing it, the thing that I once believed, once everybody starts believing right. it, I'm like, but really, is that true, though? <laughs> or I, I have a feeling it did happen, but they're putting too much attention on China right. in the leak and not on how maybe right. people from here, right. like how Fauci's <laughs> organization may have given them money to research it or given them the research, or maybe yeah. he even gave them bats. He well, or <laughs> gave, like gave them the AIDS. <laughs> there you go to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Fauci give them AIDS. <laughs> Fauci gave them AIDS. He gives out AIDS like Oprah gives out <laughs> cards. You get AIDS and you get AIDS yes. and you, everybody gets AIDS. Everybody gets AIDS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to get right into this stuff because we got a lot of different things to cover this week because, I mean, it's been it's been an insane week. Yeah. If you've actually been looking into the news, there's been a lot of things going on. A lot of people opening their mouths when they probably shouldn't open their mouths. Yes. And some big things that happened. Biggest thing, I guess, was the Haiti president got assassinated. Yeah. Assassinated. Right. Um, yeah. By, by foreign actors. Supposedly, yeah. Po potentially, a couple of them were U.S. Haitian. Yeah. Um, I think they're U.S. citizens with Haitian. Yeah. Po um, posing as U.S. DEA agents. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Was it DEA or? I thought it was. They, I thought it was one, DEA. one of our stupid organizations. Yeah. Were they yeah. posing, though? Were they uh, well, posing? Well, yeah. Right. Were they. Well, they had shirts. They they couldn't have been DEA agents. No, would right? they be that? No, they they were FBI or CIA <laughs> or <Probably>. DEA. <laughs> Most likely. Did you ever watch um, you watch Mash? Yeah, yeah. Where there's that uh, what's his name the the FBI CIA guy um, mm. Colonel Flag. Oh yeah, remember yeah, him? Yeah. And he was like, um, he says he's FBI, but he's really CIA, and and they're fighting. Um, they're, they're posing for the, it was all these different agencies. Like you can never keep straight what, who he was working for. And he's like, um, and, uh, Colonel Blake's like, can't you just let my people go? Because <laughs> they, they, they were stuck in this like FBI CIA spat or something. And that's, that's just funny. how it is. It's just like oh, yeah. this CIA is funding one side of a war. The FBI is funding another side of yeah, the war, right. and we're we're just funding all yeah. all sides. I, of I it, can so. see the C DEA like calling CIA and be like, "Do you steal our shirts again? Yeah. What the hell, man? Are you beeping? Oh yeah, my phone's about to die. Oh, God damn it! Do you need a phone charger, Bill? I do. I'm, I'm things I should have covered before. Bill is unprepared once again. It, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Is anybody prepared on Sunday? <laughs> there, you got your phone charger. We can carry on. So. We're not going to dig into the Haiti assassination because I think tomorrow night we're going to take a full-blown look into the shit show that has been 
Haiti. Haiti. The the history of Haiti over the last what like three decades. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you everybody talks about like the Middle East and Syria or Libya and shit, but man, Haiti is that that is some nasty. But shit. But they don't have oil, so we don't really right? focus too yeah, much. Yeah, they on don't that. have anything really good. <laughs> I mean. The Clinton Foundation seemed to yeah. find a way to capitalize on them. Oh, yeah. They were able to steal the kids and send them, you know, <laughs> so, traffic so, them. So. Something like that. That's going <laughs> to kick us off, get us kicked off YouTube. Um, but, yeah, we're going to dig into some of that shit with Haiti. Yeah. And um, the country that uh, Donald Trump deemed a shithole yeah. in some of his early presidency. Yeah. So plan for that tomorrow. So that's why we're not going to really talk about that. That's the problem, though. I mean, Trump just didn't have any vision. Mm-mm. You know, Biden, he sees the potential that's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, make him a shittier place so yeah. we can go capitalize more. So let's get off that before we okay, say Okay, okay. Yeah, because my mind is spinning now. So yeah. we need to go a different rabbit hole. Yeah. So we need <laughs> to dig in that for tomorrow. So plan on that for tomorrow's live stream. We are going to take a look at the shithole formerly known as Haiti or currently known as yes Haiti currently it's currently known as Haiti Haiti formerly known as the shithole or or the shithole formerly known as Haiti I I don't know yes we're going to take a look at Haiti tomorrow yes, the shithole <laughs> yes not not any offense to the people there but it's no. to all no. the foreign actors that turned it into what it is. So I, I blame Steven Seagal. We'll, but we'll get yeah. into it later. We'll get into it tomorrow. Right. I don't want right. to go too no far more. down the Steven Seagal rabbit hole. No more. All right. So we we mentioned that COVID, the COVID thing keeps coming up in yes. most of these episodes because it's the gift that keeps coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we and always all these new strains and, yes. and mutations. Got, and it's what, like, man, I, I just... What do we got? The Delta strain is the current one? Yes, what happened to Alpha, Beta, dangerous. and Charlie? I know. They just jumped straight to Delta. Yeah. Well, they had the Brazilian, and then they had the Spanish, and then the English, and wasn't well, th- there an Indian? I think yeah, the strain, Indian or is strain. that the is the Indian one? Yeah, the well, Delta? yeah, the Delta is the Indian. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. they don't want to tie that to India. Well, though. I, and I saw somebody had posted a meme that made perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you're telling me COVID's been around for over a year, and when the vaccines come out, now it starts mutating and creating of different course. strains. Well, maybe the vaccine caused it to mutate. <sighs> Irony. Yeah. Right. So. We're not going to talk about the different strains today because it would just probably make us want to kill ourselves. Um, but I did want to talk about first uh, bef- before we get into it. I I got a special for everybody, and I can't play this whole thing, but this is special and dear to my heart. Coming yes. out of like the what is it like mid two thousands? Yeah, came I would out say of? early to mid two thousands. Yeah, this is like earlier in our like hip hop days. Yeah. Like all the white girls still listen to this shit. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I, I just got a special treat, and I'm going to play what I can, and hopefully we don't get a too big of a copyright strike for it. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy this this the, clip here. The, the musical stylings of Juvenile. Yes. Um, is it Juvenile? Yeah. It says BLK Presents. Oh, with featuring, well, featuring Juvenile. Juvenile. Yeah, okay. So Mini originally fresh. Juvenile, now it's BLK featuring okay. Juvenile. All right, so here we go. You ready for this, Bill? All right. You ready? This yes. is great. All right. Here we go. Girl, you look good, want you vax that thing up. Use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up. They in real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. Girl, you look good, want you vax that thing up. Use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing all right, that's about all I can play of that because we will get a copyright well, strike. Why, why is she shaking her ass for vaxing? Uh, <laughs> I I thought they should have put um, 
Vax that ass up. I thought it would yeah, be Yeah, Vax that ass up would be better than Vax, vax that thing. thing up. Well, they, they want to reach to a more family-oriented oh, sure, sure, crowd sure. by yeah. her shaking her ass the way yeah, she was. I was going to say that. That makes me feel much more family. Oh, man. What do you think of that, Bill? What do you think about <laughs> – do you think that is is brave of Juvenile and yes, whoever that's, whoever that's, we said that was, BLK? I, I'm sure he'll get a Grammy for that. Oh, I'm sure he will because <laughs> all that shit has become so politically yeah. motivated now. That is, that is the saddest thing. <laughs> Did I, you, I've seen today. Do you notice instead of throwing like dollar bills at her, they're throwing COVID cards? cards? Yes, yeah, I know. I saw that. That is, I mean, I guess way to reach to the young crowd by using a 20-year-old yeah. <laughs> hip-hop song. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they are trying to reach out to middle-aged white right. women. Yeah, that <laughs> maybe that's it. They want to reach out to the middle-aged white women. Crowd. Yes. They're the ones that are, they're in, they corner the market on vaccine. Mm-hmm. I guess. So, so when, 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 Rage Against the Machine comes out and they have like COVID on parade or something like that, then then I quit. Yeah, then we know that we lost yeah. America, which yeah. we know it's coming. We talked yeah. about, what was it with Matt from um, uh, the Muddy Waters podcast? Yeah. He he talked about how when punk starts siding yeah. with the government, you know you've pretty much yeah. lost. So art, art is lost. It, it really is. It's become too much of a political thing. So... I mean, all this push, we talked about all this push to convince people to get vaccinated for the greater good. I mean, they oh, offered yeah. free Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, yeah. They had lotteries for, like, free oh, yeah. college. They still do. I, on the radio, I'll hear about all these giveaways. Mm-hmm. I think hy V is giving away, like, you can enter a lottery where you can win, like, you know, 1000 or $10,000. Well, I don't know. One co- I think it was uh, Ohio did, like, everybody yeah. under 18 was free college. Yeah. And then, or it was, like, a, a lottery for free college. Uh, so you got put in a drawing for that, or if you're over that age, you got put in a drawing for a million bucks, a lottery for a million freaking dollars. But that's not working because apparently, like a third yeah. of the country still it's not is not backs. vaccinated. So, a doctor from CNN, one of their medical analysts from CNN, has decided that it is time to start mandating COVID Beautiful. vaccine Beautiful. because these 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 cute rap songs are not working for us. I don't understand that. Do you think, really, do you think something like that cute rap song is really going to convince somebody that is already convinced not to get it? Do you uh, think oh, they're going to be like, oh, oh, shit, that makes sense. No, Thank you. Yeah, right, because the people that are not getting vaccinated are not people that tend to have this on their playlist. <laughs> Probably not. No. Um, so because of people that have already made up their minds that they're not going to, like yours truly. Mm-hmm. And yourself? Myself. I, I think you still haven't been vaccinated, I'm guessing. Nope. Um, I've been excommunicated from most of my family. Yeah. So you're a martyr. But now it's time to start mandating these vaccinations, according yes. to Dr. Jonathan Rayner of CNN. So let me pull this article up. It's from Zero Hedge. It says, CNN doctor says it's time to start mandating COVID vaccines. We're going to just touch briefly on this because... I mean, there's only so much we can say. Right, yeah. I, I said it right there. Right. This guy it, it says is this. What it is. <laughs> CNN ran a broadcast Thursday with its own medical analyst, Dr. Jonathan Rayner, declaring that it's time to start mandating coronavirus vaccines for all Americans to counter people opting to not take the shots. Yes, that's the way to, to counter them. Just yeah. say, fuck you, you will y- take you it. You will take it. CNN host Aaron Burnett said to Rayner, When you look at this in the broader context, there's still a third of eligible population in the United States that hasn't gotten a single dose. Given where things are going, is it time to move on from saying please to mandating? 
Burnett asked. Rayner replied, I do think it's time to start mandating vaccines, and I think that the private industry and private organizations will do that. So he's saying a lot of the private sector is going to mandate for jobs. Oh, gotcha. And if, I guess, a private company wants to mandate that, that that's on them. Right, absolutely. So, I mean, he's at least saying, hey, let's leave it up to the private sector. But, yeah. I mean, it's not working yet. Well, so. but, again, Biden came out, was it this week or last week, where he's like uh, – Wanting to start going door to door. Yeah, it was know. last week. Jen Sack, he said yeah. that we're gonna g- go door to door and ask people if they got vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Come <laughs> to my door. Yeah, please. Says at GW University where I work, starting in the fall, you can't be on campus unless you're fully vaccinated. Damn. Well, you're gonna lose a third of your <laughs> your your May- students maybe. possibly. Maybe. I mean, younger people are more on track with the vaccine than you know. But younger people are the more susceptible to having problems with this. Well, exactly, exactly. He says, he continued, we're at the part of the pandemic now where the problem in this country is that 150 million Americans are not vaccinated. Half that number is less than 18 years of age. And remember, a couple weeks ago, they came out and said, hey, we got to stop vaccinating young people because problems are happening. So it's not their choice. I mean, there's some serious issues concerning these vaccines. I mean, there is a small, I mean, it's a small percentage, but again, you're, likelihood of dying from covid is a small percentage but that they say that uh, heart palpitations are are possible with the pfizer and the moderna um vaccines but it's worth the risk right but it but it's totally worth the risk yeah. is it though <laughs> well exactly if, if if it's a small percentage and it's a small percentage of me dying from covid and there's a small percentage of me getting heart palpitations from it you know what i'm not getting the vaccine right it's, i'm already healthy now says, but let's look at the adults. 75 million adults have chosen not to get vaccinated. The choice has consequences. <laughs> Rayner noted that the government cannot physically force vaccinations on people for now. <laughs> for now? Well, it says in a parenthesis, so that's oh, the article. That's thing. the articles, people. But advocated uh, making it basically impossible for those who choose not to take it to live their lives normally. Now, we can't force you to take a jab in the arm, but there are many jobs, perhaps, that can prevent you from working if you decide not to get vaccinated. So I wonder then, he's not promoting, supposedly, that the government forces you to, but he's promoting yeah. that jobs right. say that you have to or you can't work there. Right. So then what would it take for the government to come down on the corporations and be like, hey, we're not going to give you these federal right. grants if you're not insisting. Right. If you're not insisting on vaccinations. Yeah, so no, by, by that stretch, the government would be Which forcing I, you to get a vaccine. I, I'm curious to see because there are – like. Um, like I think there's some um, senators now that are coming after airlines saying that they shouldn't be mandating masks. Rand masks. Paul came out right. about that, saying, "Hey, um, we need to push to right. get rid which, of this." Which mandate. I'm not a, a fan of masks, but again, you know, if a private industry wants to run their business a certain way, they have the right to do that. Right, and you have the right to say, "Screw you! I'll go to exactly. another company. I'll walk." <laughs> Earlier in the day, CNN hosted Health and Human Service Secretary. Xavier Becerra and said that it is absolutely it is absolutely the government's business to know if Americans have been vaccinated. You think so? Is it? I don't think so. In a telling statement, Becerra said, we want to give people the sense that they have the freedom to choose, but we hope they choose to live. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Wow. It gets worse because. They they break down other um, news agencies, news companies' oh, okay. um, opinions, too. It says, meanwhile, over at MSNBC, they took things a step further with anchor Chris Hayes declaring that everyone 
who has skepticism about the efficacy of vaccines and opts at, opts not to take them are cowardly. Wow. So that, you're that a coward. That sounds like an MSNBC thing. It says, Hayes blamed the right-wing media, proclaiming, you say, or you saw some of it there, people of the most conservative parts of the country turning against the vaccine. The leaders of this movement are cowardly. They refuse to have the courage of their convictions. They will not come out and say they are against the vaccine. I'll come out and say I'll I'm, come out and say I'm, I'm against, against the vaccine. Not, yeah, absolutely. Okay, if, Fuck the vaccine. Okay, I can see what they're saying here, that Fox News isn't really having the balls to say what they're right. saying. Yeah, they, they don't want to turn people off. Yeah, they're being cowards about yeah. it by not saying it, but basically yes. hinting around at it. Yeah. I'm not cowardly because no. I'll f- straight yeah. up say we, I'm against the vaccine. here at Break the Bell say, fuck the vaccine. Yes. Don't take the vaccine. Flush it down the toilet. Yes. Shove it up Biden's ass. <laughs> we, we don't want it. Yes. It says instead they take this straw man stance saying they're just against anyone trying to promote the vaccine or heaven forbid mandate it. But I can see that too. Yeah. I can see. I don't think it's cowardly to say we're not completely against vaccines if it's your choice. Right. We just don't want you to be va- va- uh, mandated to do it. Right. How is that being a coward? I don't saying think that's being that? no. coward at all. I I mean, I'm against the vaccines, but if you're pro for yeah. the vaccines, that's fine. That's on right. you. And, and I I'm for most vaccines. Mm-hmm. I, I think vaccines have been a great thing in this country, in the world. But the shadiness of this vaccine. And uh, the the fast tracking of the it. fast tracking the the trying to jam it through and, and the fact that they're trying to bribe you to take it mm. is ridiculous to me. It to me that just raises all kinds of red flags. So yeah, I don't even think it's cowardly to say, hey, I'm not necessarily against vaccines. I just don't think they should mandate it. That's yeah. not cowardly. That's s- standing yeah. up for people's right to choose. Yeah, there is a there is some an article I saw that popped up and said uh, was talking about in 2019 how Pfizer was under fire and taken to court because they uh, falsified um, information or documents on uh, on their a vaccine that was for no. some yeah no way and it's like no this can't possibly happen <laughs> again could it no definitely not so the MSNBC guy continues saying on Fox and Friends and others on the right they say they don't want anybody to try to convince them to take the shot. They don't want it mandated. They just want it they just want it out there. What they're saying is you don't want people to get the vaccine. <laughs> Come out and say it, but they won't say it because that means you want people to die. Of course they Those want are to die. the options, right? Right. That's got to be it. Well, it's population control, let's be honest. We can only handle so many and we fit our limit. <laughs> <laughs> it says Tucker Carlson uh, who MSNBC's Hayes also targeted in his rant, said Thursday that Biden administration is no longer pro-choice when it comes to the vaccine. Well, that's true. I, I see where he's going with that. Yeah, uh, th- that's an argument I was coming up with with mask about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you say that, you're freaking crazy no, or or you're ridiculous and yeah. you just want people to die because those are your only choices, right? right. That's, I mean, the yeah. MSNBC guy said that's your only choices. You either... Yeah. Are pro-vaccine or you want people to die? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Because that is—it's so that black is, and white. It with is these so black. People. Yeah, you know, when when it comes to like the objections to them, it's black and white. But when mm-hmm. it comes to anything that they're on the side of, there's so much gray oh, yeah. shadiness oh, going yeah. on. It's yeah. just like, well, no, because of this, and it's just like, there's no black and white when it comes to your decisions. But then when it comes down to the people that object to that, it's mm-hmm. like. Oh, so you're either pro-vaccine or you just want people to die. Yeah, that's I, it. I, I, I yield to the wise words of Obi Wan Kenobi when he said, "Only a Sith deals when it absolutes." Mm. <laughs> exactly. So the other side of that is uh, 
Panetta, the he's the um, defense secretary. Leon Panetta has um, um, is calling on Biden to mandate the vaccine in the military. Oh yes, I, I read an article. About that, that doesn't too. surprise me. Do you know no. when I was in boot camp, I want we we walked down this line, and people who went to boot camp know what this is. It's a line where you basically expose your ass and your shoulders, and you walk down this line of doctors, and you get stuck with like probably. 18 different needles yeah and then you're miserable for the next like four days Mm -hmm. because they're who knows i have no idea what they put inside my body right um so it doesn't surprise me that the military would mandate the vaccine no me neither except for you know i've heard that at worst case i mean it feels like you get hit with the flu with Mm -hmm. with this vaccine and if it's creating possible heart issues heart inflammation palpitation in young men Particularly, mm-hmm. I mean, do you really want to go into basic with that? I mean, that would suck. Yeah, and then go run, right? Miles after that. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody watch a few good men? I mean, yeah. Come on. Right. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into that because that doesn't surprise me. Your government yeah. property when right. you're in the military. Exactly. I I don't even. I'm not even going to go down that hole because. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. From like for the fact that they can stick you with whatever they want, it just yeah. doesn't surprise me at no. all. So. No, I agree with that. So I'm surprised they already hadn't mandated it in the military, that's to be true. honest. So I, that's that's all I got to talk about with COVID, that's I quite a think. Bit. I mean, it yeah. is. Um, well, let's move stuff around a little because I guess there is a little more COVID-related stuff, but I had this taken out of order, so oh, we might as well sure. tie this in. Absolutely. Um, the Tokyo Olympics yes. have decided to ban spectators. That doesn't surprise me at all. Do you know how? You remember how boring pro sports were without yes. spectators? Yes, when they had their little cardboard cutouts. I think it's already hard to get the Olympics to attract viewers nowadays. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people watch the Olympics like they used to. No. Well, and you know, it's it's funny because I remember in years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all about like the swimming, the gymnastics. I mean, we're we. I, Jen and I, we would sit around and watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my and this year it's like it's not even a blip on my radar. No, and, like, it almost seems like anymore the Olympics just sneak up on you. It's like, yeah, the Olympics are going on right now. It's like, really? They're this year? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just not the thing it used to be. Right. Even, even like, the basketball team isn't yeah. what it was. Like, the dream right. team in the 90s, everybody wanted to oh watch that. Oh, my gosh, that was amazing. My parents were all into figure skating in the Olympics, oh, okay. so they always watched the figure skating back yeah. in the day. Especially, the most memorable part is, because of that, I very strongly remember um, the Tanya Harding incident, oh, because yes, my yeah. parents were big into fig- figure skating yeah. at the time. So Were they Team Tanya or Team Nancy? They were Team Nancy. Oh, so. sure. She was America's golden girl. Oh, yeah. So Until she broke her knees. Um, uh, apparently, because you talked about cardboard cutouts yes. in pro sports. Apparently, Tokyo is deciding whether or not they're going to have robots fill well, the stands. Of course, stand. it's Tokyo. I would be disappointed if they did not have robots. I mean, that might make me tune in just to watch well, the I, robot. Well, yeah. maybe, well, I, maybe that was the whole strategy. People aren't tuning into the Olympics. <laughs> I want to see the robots. So they kick out all the people and have robots well, just so they people have, turn on the robots. They, cr- they had a life-size Gundam. And it's like, man, I would love to see like some Transformers in the audience and be like, oh, shit, there's Bumblebee. I, <laughs> I probably will turn on Tokyo's opening ceremonies just because i want to see how bizarre it is yeah because yeah. i heard that they had done anime like Ugh. um drawings of each country that's interesting though. yes yeah and i think but i think for japan i think they had uh 
I think they had Goku from Dragon Ball Z or something like oh, that. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So this is from Business Day. It says, will robots fill the stands at the Tokyo Games? Organizers have not said if they might use some sort of spectator alternative to help create an atmosphere in the stadium. So we're just speculating then. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, hey, there's there's the possibility of yeah, this. It just oh. says they haven't said if they're going to. Oh, well, that's dumb. Yeah, it says the Olympics will take place without spectators in Tokyo, Tokyo later in July after a resurgent coronavirus forced Japan to declare a state of emergency in the capital that will run throughout the games. It just seems convenient that they shut it down. Yeah. Well, I and right I think I games. told you in a message that this Olympic is going to COVID is going to be center stage. This oh. is going to be called the COVID Games. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to be talking about it the entire time and the the measures they took so that they keep their players healthy and how, you know, I mean, that's all they're going to talk about this whole time and I don't want to hear that. I really don't. Well, in the a lot of the opening ceremonies and stuff and a lot of the ceremonies at a lot of these like worldwide sports things they get a really like dark theme like yeah. almost like a, a an occultic type theme mm -hmm. to them and i'm really curious i i don't know that tokyo would go that route but yeah. if it's like i don't know i don't know well, that's my you conspiracy remember, uh, side you remember um the last ones the ones that uh, are the the ones that was over in um shit over by russia before the country got taken over. Uh, uh, what the hell country was it? Um, Georgia? No, no, not Georgia. Um, Ukraine? <laughs> Those Ukraine. It was Ukraine. There was Olympics in Ukraine? Well, it was in Russia, mm. but they, they talked a lot about Ukraine. And then um, and then it was shortly before they got taken over, but they went all down this dark road about the history of the Ukraine and, and about Chernobyl and all oh, okay. that shit. And then all of a sudden it's like... Well, apparently... I. I I haven't seen it yet, but I heard on a conspiracy podcast. I'm conspiracy-minded, if you don't know that already. Yeah, I, we all but, know that. Um, the London Olympics, years ago, had like a very, almost like pandemic-y type theme to it. Really? Yeah, and so I, I want to go back and watch that. So I want to huh. want to know where they're going to go with this one. Well, the last time the Olympics were in Tokyo, or were supposed to be in Tokyo, but they were canceled, um, it was right before World War II. Really? Yeah. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah. I think there was a theory about that. It was because, because they the talked about it was right last time because there was a massive brush fire in Australia, mm -hmm. and then there was there was some kind of pandemic, and then there the they canceled the uh, the Olympics in Tokyo or something mm -hmm. like that, and then all of a sudden World War Two broke out, and so they were like trying to track these because remember, remember we had the big brush fire in Australia, Australia at the beginning of twenty twenty. Yep. yep. Australia was on fire, then the pandemic, yeah. and then Tokyo Olympics. So yeah. So what does World that War III is coming up. So let's continue with this. Happy thoughts. It says organizers <laughs> have not announced whether they might use some sort of spectator spectator alternative to help create an atmosphere in the stadiums. But below are some examples used in 2020 amid the COVID-19 pandemic. In May, Belarusian soccer team um, filled the stadiums with mannequins sporting cutout portraits of real sports. Yes, okay, no, that's not that's creepy. Interesting. Uh, well, that's what. Um, they didn't use mannequins, but they did the cardboard cutouts in baseball. You could send in your own photo. Oh, that's right. And I actually saw somebody I knew from my Illinois days. I saw his face like in the stand. That's I was funny. like, I know that guy. They're like uh, this year to supplement, we're putting corpses in the crowd because they can't die. It says the English Premier Le League used audio effects and computer-generated fans to improve uh, the viewer experience for its soccer matches. Uh, Indian Premier League used 
pre-recorded crowd cheer. So did MLB. Yeah, and NFL did too. Ja- it's not the same. Japan's professional baseball league. Uh, fans could use the remote cheerer system to cheer or boo the players on the pitch via their smartphones. <laughs> so you could use your your phone to Call cheer. Call in to cheer or to yeah. boo. Interesting. Interesting. Sending either a pre-recorded shout out or their personal message. In July, uh, Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks baseball team played with 20 dancing robots cheering them on from the stands. <laughs> the robots, yellow dog-like machines and wh- white humanoid pepper bots, danced to the team's fight song on a podium. That is bizarre. Weird. Very weird. Some of them wearing Hawks caps and waving flags to support the team. I want to see that. Yes. So there's some of our options. It says, in South Korea, a baseball game was held with spectators printed on banners placed across the stadium. A live stream of fans face viewing the games was also shown on the stadium screen for players. I, I can see them getting like um, these like 19-inch monitors for each chair and then like projecting like someone, you know, on their face on there so they can like cheer and speakers right. and stuff. That, that seems like a Tokyo thing to do. Mm-hmm. So do you think no robots then? I... I I, I mean, really want robots, but I, do I don't too. think this we're going to get robots. This is a short amount of time to come it up is, with that right, many robots. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, it is Tokyo. They have a lot of sex bots. So maybe they'll just... <laughs> they'll just sex, <laughs> sex robots in the stands. They all have, they all have amazing O faces yeah, I mean, on. It's like, ooh. Oh. oh. <laughs> really good play. Like, ah. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm all for it. The Tokyo sex Olympic sex bots. There you go. There you go. That that's the next step. I mean, that would be the most memorable. Memorable. I would tune in to see. I, I would too. I I would have to. So again, maybe that's that's their their <laughs> scheme to get more people to w- tune in is by putting sex robots <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's let's get away from this ridiculousness. So. More overseas, because there's a few things going on overseas. Yes. We're almost officially pulled out of Afghanistan. Yes. Which Biden promised, which Trump promised by May. Right. The beginning of May. And then Biden was like, well, no, we're going to start pulling out by May. And the Taliban's like, whoa, wait a second. That's not what you said at all. Yeah. And and we surmised that he's wanting to be fully out by 9-11. To I make think it a he commemorative said that. Day. Yeah. Well, he said. We'd yeah, be I out think by he did. By 9/11. 9/11. And yeah. we said, yeah, that's the biggest publicity stunt right. ever. Yeah. So, the Taliban has been like really ramping up some of its operations over there. There's been a lot of violence going on yeah. since Are you while surprised? we're drawing down. Apparently, there was like some Air Force, like Afghanistan Air Force pilots assassinated in the last couple weeks and stuff. The Taliban is now boasting that it's already taken over 85% of Afghanistan a day after Biden declared the U.S. objectives were achieved. Wow. Uh, we did it, guys. Yeah, we woo, did it. Good and job. Afghanistan's like, we did it, guys. <laughs> 85%. It's like they're they're waving America out, and then as they're waving America out, Taliban's coming up behind them with guns. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, all right. We're, they just, like, take off whatever they just yeah. like, put down the Ameri- ta- Afghanistan flag and pull back up the, yeah. <laughs> the Taliban flag. <laughs> like, Woo! Yeah. Says the Taliban on Friday says it's now taking control of a whopping 85% of all the territory in Afghanistan. However, this excludes the capital of Kabul and other high population dense areas. So at least 
they haven't taken over Kabul yet. <laughs> right. That's probably the only thing America's looking at. Right, yeah. That's the only thing they want to report on. Reuters is also citing international concern, which has mounted over problems getting medicines and supplies into the country, as the terror group, which American forces have spent 20 years fighting, is poised to take back the whole Central Asian nation again for the first time since 2001. So, good. I mean... Yeah, mission success, right? Well, but that that explains though why Biden is is trying to get the the foreign nationals and the terror or the translators who helped American soldiers out of the country, yeah, and trying to get them to come to the United States because right. because they're going to get yeah murked. they're going to get murdered. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So right. he's like, um, you know, there's a place for you here because he knows this is going to happen. Oh, everybody knows it's exactly. Happen. So the fact that he can sit there and be like, yeah, so all objections were met. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> at the same time saying, get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, apparently I'd seen another article saying that the Taliban's taken on a more, a less like, militant. it's tradu- mili- militant and more of a political type control, like a more uh, policy driven type thing. Yeah. And it, it it's just going to turn back in the same thing. Yeah, you know well, it will. Well, I mean, is their primary export still opium? Yeah, <laughs> probably. It just, it just reminds me of Vietnam. Yes. Yes. I mean. Yes. Did did we ever come out and say mission success in Vietnam, or did we no. just say it's time to come home? They, yeah, that's the how naive Biden is because yeah. he's saying mission success. Right, we've achieved our goal in twenty years. Yeah. It's like what what goal? Right, right. Because our goal was to um, take back Afghanistan from the Taliban right. for the people, I yeah. guess supposedly. Yeah, and F, or the Taliban is saying they have control of. Yeah, more than the majority. So it's like, what goal did we achieve right. there? Yeah, because like I said, they then he he states that we took out Osama bin Laden, who I believe he was in Pakistan, mm. not in Afghanistan. Yes, and then he's like, you know, we 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 struck back at those that hit us, which were not Afghanistanis. Weren't <laughs> yeah, even the Taliban. Right, it they weren't Al-Qaeda. even Taliban. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's like, you know what. We we shouldn't have been there. No, not at <laughs> Number all. Number one. And, and so now we're leaving. I'm not saying we should stay there. No, either. no, I'm not saying we should stay there. I'm just saying that, that you know, we look like fucking idiots. Well, this says, The national U.S.-backed government of Kabul is dismissing the latest Taliban statement as propaganda aimed at Western retreating forces. Why would they do that? Because you'd think that it would just make us Want to come stay. back in. Yeah, well... On a world stage, I mean, it does make it look like they kicked our ass. Yeah, I mean, it looks it makes it look more like a Vietnam situation if they are like. You mean it makes it look more like what it probably is? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But, go ahead. Oh, but I was gonna say, I mean, you know, you you don't got you know nationals flying out of there, you know, while getting shot at, mm-hmm. you know, so it it looks a little less like we have our tail behind our legs yeah. rather as Vietnam is like get the fuck out. Yeah. Says it was only yesterday that Biden hailed to completion of the US objectives in the war-torn country which the US invaded quickly after the 9/11 terror attacks. Propaganda or not it's simple or it's certainly not looking good given even US intelligence estimates recently projected some 6 months before Kabul could fall. So U.S. intelligence is saying Kabul will fall in about six months. That's that's optimistic. So I regardless think. of whether um, this is propaganda from the Taliban or if it's actually a true true statement, yeah, our own intelligence is saying this isn't going to last. Yeah, it's, there, it's not looking good. Yeah, many military analysts chimed in to say six months is far too optimistic <laughs> of an assessment. 
Nailed it. Consider two the rapid advances just this week as Reuters details of a mere few of the latest examples. Here's some of the examples of what happened in the last couple weeks. The Taliban, emboldened by the withdrawal, have captured an important district in the Herat province, home to tens of thousands of minority Shiite Hazaras, which will probably get murdered. Probably. Torgundi, a northern town on the border of Turkmenistan, had also been captured by the Taliban overnight, Afghan and Taliban officials said. Hundreds of Afghan security personnel and refugees continue to flee across the border into neighboring Iran and Tajikistan, causing concern in Moscow and other foreign capitals. The humanitarian situation looks to grow worse by the day, as the WHO, our favorite people, mm, have well recently estimated more than 18 million Afghan civilians are in dire need of assistance, including over 3 million children who could suffer acute malnutrition. So it sounds like a lot like uh, the stuff going up. What was the was it Syria? Mm-hmm. Where we talked yeah. did like a whole episode on how horrible that country was. Yeah. Sounds about like that. Yeah. So, but don't worry because the Taliban has reassured Russia in all of this. I I'd read that they're not going to use this position of power that they're <laughs> regaining to like attack other countries or anything like that. So they've reassured Russia that their allies are safe. Don't worry. I, I mean, let, let's be honest. What are they going to do? Right. I mean. You know, maybe a human bomb here or two, but yeah. I mean, India, Pakistan, Russia—they're all nuclear powers. Yeah. So it's like you know, <laughs> all they're going to do is piss people off. Yeah. Again, the United States would be their biggest target that they'd go after, and Russia doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no, they probably um, willingly <laughs> yeah, accept be like, that. oh, well, we'll buy you plane tickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll buy you the plane. <laughs> exactly. We'll train your pilots. Yeah. Let's show you how to hack. Yes. <laughs> So there's all that. How long? Do you think do you think six months? No. I, I think by by nine eleven. <laughs> by nine eleven it's all back to I, the way I, it was. I believe so. And twenty years and how many thousands of troops that we lost and yeah. the Afghanistan lost and yeah. everybody else. And uh, and that's the only that's part that nothing. pisses me off is all the American soldiers that sacrificed for shit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it will be. Again, I don't agree that we should have been no, there. No, no, we shouldn't have. It was grandstanding by GW to send our troops sure. over there. We didn't need to go over there. We could have sent some black ops out there with some government, you know, Afghani government support saying, okay, yeah, right. you can operate in our country. And that's it. We hit the targets we need to hit, and we're out. Yeah, but we prolonged this for 20-plus yeah. or tw almost 20 years now to leave and it just go right back to where it was to begin with. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Any schools and roads they built are going to be destroyed, and they're going to be back in the Stone Ages. Yeah, basically. Which, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of put them into the Stone Age <laughs> when we attacked there to begin well, with. Well, so. you're correct, yes. And it's kind of, we kind of gave rise to the Taliban in the first place in that yes, area. If did. you look back when the Soviet Union was rolling in, yeah. we armed them all there. Yeah. We armed them with, like, anti-aircraft missiles yeah. and all these we different trained weapons. Them. We trained them. Trained um, and then Rambo teamed up with them. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, where would the country be without Rambo? Exactly. And we want to have a Rambo if it wasn't for the United States. Um, but yeah, history lesson, like short and sweet. We sent weapons over there. We sent military aid over there. We didn't send troops over there, but no. the whole purpose was to push Russia back, to right. hold Russia back. But but we did have. I mean, we, we had, had special forces. Oh, yeah. yeah, training their. 
but yeah. we weren't supposed to have anybody right. over there. Right. Uh, so technically, we had nobody over there. Yeah. The whole place went to shit. This beautiful country. Yeah. Like went to shit throughout this war, and then when it came time for but, cleanup after. But it did help bankrupt Russia. It did though. It, yeah. it really did. I mean, that was, was a, that was, was all we cared. We didn't give a shit no. about Afghanistan. We gave a shit about yeah. fighting the Soviet Union. Yeah. Pushing them back it. and bankrupting yeah. them. Country goes to shit. They the people that pushed to like send aid over there um also pushed to send aid to rebuild and mm-hmm. we're just like, "No, nah, fuck them." Yeah. And so from a certain point of view, the locals over there that had no because again, we weren't supposed to be over there. Right. They just see, hey, the U.S. basically assisted in blowing this whole country up, and now that's why they all fucking hate us over there, because we just basically used them to fight this Mm -hmm. proxy war the way we talked about with Syria, the Mm -hmm. way we've talked about with some of these other countries. Mm -hmm. We use these little shitty countries, which, again, Afghanistan wasn't a shitty country back in the 60s. Right. We use these countries to fight our proxy wars with the bigger countries, and then we We dip out. Yeah. Deuces, you're on your own. Sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. And then they fucking hate us, and we wonder why they they, they hate us because they hate our freedom. No, they oh. hate us because we, <laughs> we fucked ha- helped up. fuck them over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we, we got what we wanted out of it, which, like you said, was bankrupting right. the Soviet Union. But then we didn't do anything to help build them back up. Right. So. Yep. We and if we would out. have if we would have helped build them back up, it would have been at the cost of their own economy. We would have sent our own contractors over with our own supplies. We right. would, like we, would we always have, do. Yeah, we would have ran all their businesses out of business. Yeah. And we would have probably taken over. Yeah. Had like some military strongholds in that area. It, it wouldn't have gone well either way. Yeah. So either way, we would have fucked them over. Yeah. So it's that's true. just what we do. It's true. So watch Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah. Or read it. I haven't read it, but I've seen it. It's I Tom haven't Hanks. read it. I watched it after you told me about it. I, I've talked about it a few times. Watch Charlie Wilson's War. You'll get kind of an idea of why the people of Afghanistan fucking hate us and yeah. how the Taliban kind of took control after all that yeah. because that sparked. Like there was that. We always talk about that like power yeah. hole, that black hole. Yeah. That's always there. Yeah. And it just like the more extremists come in and fill that void yeah. and the rest of the, the country gets screwed over. Yes. Every time. So let's move back home. We ready? Yes. We got some Bidenisms. Yes. Some new Biden information. And I don't know what you think about it. I don't know. I mean, I know what I think about it. I kind of know what you think about it. <laughs> Biden's signing more executive orders. That, that's always a good thing. Fighting big tech. Oh, good. From a shallow standpoint, we hate big tech companies like Absolutely. Facebook. We hate like the the monopolies mm-hmm. and like the the amount of power that is given them from these people that are supposedly trying to break up right. big tech, yeah, which right. is funny because they use their big powers to get some of these people more like these political people into power. Yeah. And then the political politicians give them more power. So when it comes to these big politicians breaking up big tech, it just it seems sinister to me. Yeah. Like there, there's an agenda here. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So Biden signed an executive orders targeting big tech. Wow, that's a, a good picture of his sunglasses. It is his Ray Bans. Yes. Wow, that's fancy. Yeah, he looks tough. He does. I mean, those um, um, Air Force or not Air Force uh, Top Gun. Oh yeah, the Ray Bans, aviators. Oh, yes. Yeah, 
here, I, I should share it so oh, people yeah, can so see people what, know what we're talking, talking about. Yes, yeah. So this uh, Biden says capitalism without competition isn't capitalism. I agree with that. No, I agree with that. But I also would say capitalism with government regulation it's isn't not capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> exactly. So it says Biden signs another executive order targeting big tech. On Friday, President Joe Biden signed yet another executive order, and I've heard in this executive order there was like 70-some more orders in this one. Oh, I believe it. I believe so it. instead of signing 70 more where we can say, just, look at all these fucking – he signed 70 more. He just signs it as one, but it's one. got 70 in it. Yeah. So, But it only counts as one. Um, titled Executive Order on Promoting Competition in the American Economy. Today – I mean this he, – he, I'm sure he mumbled more than I'm what sure. they're saying. Did Today, he whisper some? I, I, I signed the bill. <laughs> Guess what? I made this work. <laughs> oh, it's creepy. Gives me chills just thinking about him whispering <laughs> like that. Makes me think of him like sniffing a girl and then whispering oh. in her ear. And he's like, he's like, you smell good. Oh, that's <laughs> creepy. Right? That's right? creepy says, today I'm going to be signing shortly the executive order promoting competition to lower prices, increase wages, and take another critical step towards an economy that works for everybody, Biden said at the White House. The heart of American capitalism is a simple idea, open and fair competition. That means if your companies want to win your business, they have to go out and they have to up their game. Let me be very clear. Capitalism without competition isn't capitalism. It's exploitation. Again, I agree with that. Absolutely. Right. Right. But I don't think he's in the best interest no. of <laughs> capitalism and competition. Well, no. And when he's dictating what companies can and can't do. Right. It says, without healthy competition, big players can change and charge whatever they want and treat you however they want. So why have we waited so long to break up Google and break up Facebook right. and, and Twitter and whatever? Yeah. And for too many Americans, that means accepting a bad deal for things you can't do without. So we know we've got a problem, a major problem, but we also have an incredible opportunity. Ooh, I love that word opportunity when he says that. Yes. There are multiple policy areas laid out in the order. The order seeks to juice competition in broadband by encouraging the Federal Communication Commission to reintroduce a so-called nutrition label for Internet service providers. Interesting. A nutrition label nutrition. For, for ISPs that would give consumers more clear information about a, a provider service. It calls for the FCC to restrict early termination fees and to ban exclusivity deals that currently limit apartment buildings and other rental units to only one internet provider. Again, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I've lived in places where they're like, we only allow such and such here. This, there's only this, right. this here. Yeah. But, I mean, what's... But it, I, I've never known that to be the, the ISPs that limit it. I just assumed right. it was the apartment That's what I building. thought, yeah. It was the apartment owners. It was just like, look, we already got fucking holes in our building. Right. We yeah. don't want more holes in our building. Yeah. So right. that, I mean, I worked for Dish. I installed for Dish. And you'd get uh, a lot of apartment buildings that are like, you either use the cables that are here or you don't use anything. Right. Because right. you're not putting more holes. I've never known. I know there are some service providers that own the the poles here. Right, yeah. So you can't get um, cert other like wired mm -hmm. services here because um, 
I, I called about one, and they're like, well, we can't get there because, um, like, Mediacom or whoever hmm. owns the polls around here. So, Interesting. But, again, they own the polls. <laughs> That's right, right. But, I, I mean, I've had multiple service providers at my at my house, and we don't have, like, a bunch of different polls. Well, you have the phone system, which is all mostly underground here. Yeah. The phone, which is here, it's – who is the phone company one here? Um um, I can't think of their name. CenturyLink. CenturyLink is the phone company. Yeah. Um, Mediacom is it Mediacom? Yeah. yeah. And then there's Imon. And then Imon is um, another one, but yeah. I can't get Imon here because oh, okay. Mediacom owns the polls. Gotcha. So it it really just kind of depends on what. To, but it, it sounds like because you can only have like one cable provider in each like city. So we don't have Comcast around here because right. Mediacom is the exclusive guy. here. Right. So it sounds like I wonder if they're going to and I hate Mediacom change that. Well, Comcast is the same as Mediacom. All no, cut. That might actually be a decent thing to to get more than one cable company in the area because yeah. the cable companies know that they're they're oh yeah their shit's uh, the yeah. best right their shit don't st- I mean it does sting yeah their customer service blows yeah but they're gonna have the highest speeds because it's cable right. So if you get more than one cable company in a in a city, maybe we will get lower prices and better. Um, Freaking more competition, competition, better yeah. customer service. So they can't just be mm-hmm. like, "Well, where are you gonna go, bitch?" That's basically what the cu- customer service is right. like through yeah. these companies. Oh, no, they actually literally told me that. <laughs> <laughs> the order also directs FCC to restore net neutrality. Um, Those are things that they've been fighting for years. Yes, and says rules imposed under the Obama administration that would prohibit them from selectively blocking, slowing, or speeding up websites. I don't know. What do you think about that? I've never been a fan of net neutrality. I think it's just too much control. Well, and that's the problem. I mean, you don't want the FTC to have that much control over big tech, over communications, any of that stuff, because they dictate what is... What's allowed at Right, exactly. Looking to rein in big tech, the order also establishes an administration-wide policy to scrutinize mergers more heavily, including completed mergers. See, and that, that's... That's the ticket. They've been trying to get net neutrality through for a long time. Uh-huh. People have been fighting it, and now it's on the the. They're using it to. They're coming out and saying, "Oh well, we're fighting big tech and monopolies," uh-huh. and that's what they're going to use to try to push through net neutrality. Well, that's absolutely what. It, that's what they're saying. This is is like breaking up big tech with yeah. net neutrality, right? Even though net neutrality really doesn't have anything I mean, to do, do with, with the big merger. tech. All it does is give more control to the government. Yes says, we have to get back to an economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out. The executive order I'm soon going to be signing commits the federal government to full and aggressive enforcement of our antitrust laws. No more tolerance for abuse actions by monopolies. No more bad mergers that lead to mass layoffs, higher prices, fewer options for see, workers and consumers alike. Big, the, the big tech companies that we always talk about, they would not be so silent on this if they weren't getting something <laughs> yeah, out of it. Yeah, exactly. It That's would be exactly plastered it. all over Facebook, all over Google. Hey, call your person, tell them right. not to vote for this. Yes. And they are dead silent. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard anything about Facebook no. coming out, so, anything about Google coming exactly. out against this. So they, they, are getting, they are getting something really good out of this. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. stay so silent, and that scares the shit out of me. Yep. Yeah, same here. Well, they're probably going to get all the government contracts and no, things probably. like that. It says... Um, as well as pushing the right to repair, which would stop technology manufacturers from suing independent repair service providers. Hmm. I don't even know what that means. Me neither. 
So what it affirms that it is the policy of my administration to enforce the antitrust laws to combat the excessive concentration of industry, the abuses of market power, and the harmful effects of monopoly and monopsony? I don't even know what monopsony, no, no, monopsony is. is. Especially as these uh, issues arise in labor markets, agricultural markets, internet platform industries, healthcare markets, including insurance hospitals and drug markets, repair markets, and United States markets directly affected by foreign cartel activity. Okay. You got to be more specific there. Because <laughs> I was going to say there's a lot of cartels. That's vague. It is also my policy of my administration to enforce the antitrust laws to meet the challenges posed by new in industries and technologies, including the rise of the dominant Internet platforms, especially as they stem from serial mergers, the acquisition of nascent competitors, the aggregation of data, unfair competition in attention markets, the surveillance of users, and the presence of network effects. That's all it says. Hmm. What it doesn't mention in this article, which I'm surprised, is what just happened. I just lost us. There, I lost you. It was just me. Okay. What it doesn't mention is, and it was the one thing that we had seen and heard that, that kind of raised red flag to us, is um, one of the 70-some <laughs> orders in this executive order was the restriction of, what was the word? Um the contracts, like the the non-compete contracts. Right, 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 right. Non-compete clauses. Yes. With, like he was going to ban non-competes yeah. in businesses. Right. Which neither of us are fans of. No, I'm not a fan of a non-compete clause, right. but I also see how, like, a company goes right. and puts thousands of dollars in to training a guy. To training you, and um, it, and then you, you have access to, like, a lot of their technology. Right. And then you, all of a sudden, a competitor is like, well, sweet in the pot, you come work for us after you've been at this company for six months. You come work for us and yeah. um, offers you a few more dollars, and you've already seen all their inside secrets right. and stuff. And, yeah, yeah I, I'm not saying th they bring the secrets over, but they yeah. bring the knowledge of it right. over. Right. So I can see the validity of a non-compete clause. Right. Well, and, again, you have the government dictating what a private company can do. Right. And – as much as you hate a non-compete clause, there's a way around that. Right. Don't work for a company with a non-compete clause. Right. Don't sign it. That is yeah. your choice. Yeah. It is your choice to go work for a company that has a non-compete. It's not the big bad corporation that's like, oh, we're just going to hold you prisoner for the next 10 years. No, you signed that when you started working there. That was right. your damn choice. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I mean, <laughs> you can say all you want. Oh, we're just doing this for the better of the worker. But- when there's that much regulation over a private business where you can say, well, you can't, you can't tell this worker that he can or can't do this. Yeah. That's too much overreach for right, me. Right, Yeah, me too. I agree more with the non-compete clauses than I do with the government stepping in and saying, you can't have a non-compete clause because that's too much government oversight. Yeah. But that's capitalism, Bill. I know. I That's know. the essence of capitalism. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is a beautiful thing by regulating private businesses <laughs> to the extent where they could potentially like go out of business right. really quick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Where does it go from here? More and more hands in the pot. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to keep getting more hands in the pot. So what do you think? Because you had mentioned... I wonder what the big tech companies are getting out of this. What do you think they're getting out of this? 
Well, like you said, I, I'm sure that they're getting the government contracts. Mm. I'm sure that they're somehow, even though they're they're saying they're going to break them up and everything, and you know, net neutrality, whatnot. There's there's got to be some kind of loophole in there, something that that's allowing them to maybe diversify. Right. I don't know. It's there's got to be a conflict of interest there somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There there's something in there. Like I said, that's that's really good for them. Yeah. And otherwise, they would not be so silent on this. Yeah. I mean, they're getting they're getting their back scratched or whatever yeah. they're having scratched yeah, or rubbed exactly. or and they're, and they're like, oh no, please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> We disagree with these monopoly clauses. And then they're in turn getting billions. Billions out of this. Yeah. Speaking of um conflict of interests and getting millions out of government yes. deals and shady shady side deals. Hunter Biden keeps coming back up. He does. He and he's a legend. He is and the fact that so so much vagueness with Trump's family, yes, like so much little. Uh, again, I I'm not saying I'm a Trump supporter. No, no, I'm not saying anything he did was good thing. No, but all the shit about yep. him just using his position to sweeten um, or like to pad the pockets mm-hmm. of his family and his friends. Right. I mean, we got these lawsuits coming out with Trump. Yeah. Now. Or the Trump Organization, at least. Like, there's indictments and stuff like that with the Trump Organization. Very few give two shits about Biden's family and how for decades Mm -hmm. have been lining their pockets off of knowing or being related to Joe Biden. They used their connection with Joe Biden to make all these, like, Mm -hmm. contracts and these business dealings and stuff. Just... Just by introducing oh, yeah. them and to we, we Joe went, Biden, we went through the whole list of of little deals that that Hunter set up for Biden for Joe, and made so much money. Oh, on. there's more. I I read an article the other day. We just don't have time to get into it. That yeah. um, Hunter and his uncle, I can't think James Biden, I think uh, Joe's yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, for basically since the '80s or since, um, at least since Joe ran for vice president the first time. With with Obama the first time, oh, okay. At least since then, they've been kind of using these. Like, let me introduce you to my my uncle Joe or yeah. my brother Joe, and they've been doing this shit. Yeah, they they've made a business <laughs> like the Biden Incorporated <laughs> business, but just by knowing Joe. That's crazy. So the White House now is defending a role in Hunter Biden's art sales. So now he's on another venture. He's yes. selling his art. Yes. And I'm sure he's such a good artist. I wonder how much his little paintings are going for. Paintings by Hunter Biden are expected to fetch up to $500,000 a piece <laughs> at an auction. That's ridiculous. Do you think it's because they're good or do you think it's possibly because he's related I, to I think Joe Biden? I think it's a, a nice little little kickback to Joe be like, Joe, we really like your son's painting. We're well, going to write you a check for $500,000 for this. You know what I just thought? Yes. No. But go ahead. <laughs> Art is basically priceless. It's whatever people want to pay for it. Exactly. You can't put a price really on art. No. And you can't have somebody come in and say, that's not worth this. That's shady. Yeah. Perfect 
outlet for money laundering. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> absolutely, it is. Because you paint something for six nickels worth of paint, mm-hmm. and you sell it for $500,000. Oh, oh, it's a G- and Hunter then, Biden original? <laughs> yeah, and then you launder whatever fucking money you want through it. I yeah. mean, it's perfect because, oh, again, you can't put a price on any art. It well, doesn't yeah. matter who painted it. It Absolutely. doesn't matter if it's Vincent Van Gogh or your your daughter painted it. Absolutely. Nobody can say that's not worth 500000 yeah. If somebody paid $500,000 for it, somebody thought it was worth $500,000. Exactly. So the IRS can't come back and be like, where did that money come from really? Well, yeah. it was my art. Yeah. No, did you see this art? That's that's what I was saying. Yeah, this is perfect for, for laundering money. Yeah. For for giving a little extra money to Uncle Joe so he can make sure some uh, American contracts go through. If you said that, I wasn't listening. It just sparked in my That's head. Okay. Yes, That's okay. That's okay. So, any buyers will be kept anonymous to stop them <laughs> seeking political influence. Wow, wow. What can you do with anonymous buyers? <laughs> Anything you want. Launder money <laughs> <laughs> to stop them from seeking political influence with the Bidens. The White House says. But oh a yeah. Former White House ethics chief said. The arrangement was very disappointing. The younger Biden's business dealings in Ukraine, China, and all over the globe <laughs> right, have often been held up by Republican critics as a conflict of interest for his father, which both Bidens deny. How do you not see, like, how do you not see a conflict of interest? Yeah, how can you deny right. that there's conflict You're of gonna interest? You're going to slam here? Trump for conflict of interest with everything with his family, but with this, you see no problem. Yeah, nothing. No yeah. problem at all. What? No. no nothing no. shady going on here. <laughs> It's anonymous. He says Hunter is currently facing a federal tax investigation, though he said he is 100% certain it will be cleared. Well, obviously. <laughs> that's pretty... Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. Sorry. Sorry. That is very ballsy. <laughs> you know, I'm not real worried about it. I just think it's going to work out somehow. Yes. When asked on Friday about the White House's reported role in the art sale... Uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, after careful consideration, a system has been established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within reasonable safeguards. Since when is art dealings and painting his profession? (laughs) Why does the White House care? Of course, he has the right to pursue an artistic career, just like any child of a president has the right to pursue a career. As part of the arrangement, the buyers are supposed to remain anonymous to Hunter Biden, who is a self-taught artist. (laughs) Does this... (laughs) All right. (laughs) In order to prevent influence peddlers seeking to curry favor with the president. So they can't say who they are buying it, so they can't, like, get in. Like, well, we bought Hunter's painting for $500,000. I don't think people are trying to get gain influence with the president by buying it. Again, I think it's a way to just funnel money around. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. And for people to not see that, like read that first sentence, Hunter Biden's selling his self-taught art <laughs> for $500,000 a piece. Yeah, that right there should be like— Both of us. Yeah. We, we're not the <laughs> smartest people in the world. But both of us saw that, and we're like, money laundering anybody? Yeah. Anybody? I mean, since yeah. when is Hunter Biden an artist? <laughs> Good God. I want to see his paintings. <laughs> I, w- I want to see one of them. <laughs> I think it would be challenging for an anonymous person who we don't know, and Hunter Biden doesn't know, to have any influence. But Walter Schaub, who served as ethics chief under President Barack Obama, rejected the White House's claim that the arrangement would ensure transparency. Mr. Schaub, 
who was an outspoken critic of former President Donald Trump, wrote on Twitter, So instead of disclosing who is paying outrageous sums for Hunter Biden's artwork so we could monitor whether the purchasers are gaining access to the government, the White House tried to make sure we will never know who they are. (laughs) At least somebody here has a brain on their shoulder. Yeah. Well, this is the same guy that wants Biden to take cognitive test because he (laughs) thinks that the guy is cracked. Really? Oh, yeah. He says, this is very disappointing. Hunter's first solo exhibition and auction is set for October at... George Burgess Gallery in New York. <laughs> I really think we should go. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> I don't know if we can afford to get in. The gallery described the oil, acrylic, and ink paintings as a distinctly unique experience that have become signature Biden. <laughs> According to the dealer, smaller pieces are set to sell for $75,000, with the large ones expected to reach half a million dollars. The younger Biden, 51, published a memoir in April detailing his struggles as a crack cocaine addict. Why did they end the article with that? <laughs> make you feel bad for him. Oh, uh, the younger Biden. Uh, okay. Struggle with crack. Okay. Okay. Here. Here. You seen him? You have it. Can you send it to uh, my? Let me see if I can send them to you here. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a couple of these. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll get these pulled up. <sighs> I, again, I'm not concerned about this first one. Looks like COVID. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm not concerned about art purchasers having influence, gaining some kind of influence in the freaking White House. I'm more concerned about this anonymous buyers funneling money for the Bidens. That's what I'm concerned about. If if it was uh, an issue of them gaining influence in the White House, I think there are, are different ways to go about doing that than spending yeah. a half a million dollars on a stupid, ridiculous painting. Yes, I agree. So let me see. Uh, let me try to get... There you go. I just sent All right, them. you got it sent. Let me... I'm not getting anything from you. There we go. Uh, of course, i got to pull up my Facebook to make this happen. Give me Sorry. half a second. Yeah. I, I, and to me, it's it's crazy that the, the White House thinks they can pass this off and, and everybody's okay with it. Uh, I mean, yeah. again, what, what, everything what? with Trump was a conflict of interest. Absolutely oh, yeah. everything. The guy had a business before, so it must be a cut. The only reason, I mean, this is just me saying what, what they're saying. The only reason, obviously, that um, he would have any reason to run for president is... For conflict of interest. Yeah. Let me let me share the screen here. Here is some of Hunter Biden's famous art. That is not the right clicker. Here we go. So here's one. Let's see if this will zoom in. I don't know what the hell this is. It looks it like uh, it's uh, as far in as LSD laden um, flower pot. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's just splotches, yeah. splotches on canvas. Here's the next. More splotches on that canvas. That looks like a, a colorblindness test. It does, actually. You're right. More splotches? That, that's one that looks like COVID. Oh, that's oh. not it. <laughs> that's not one. <laughs> Oops. Splotches, splotches, splotches. You sent me more. I thought I sent you five. You did. There's some splotches with other splotches around it. Yes. Here's some splotches. Do you think he actually paints these or do you think someone else paints them and he just puts his name on it either way it's not like any let me get off my facebook so either way 
it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> They're not good either way. Right, right. They ain't worth no freaking $500,000. No. I mean, again, he, he's, he's a, a self-taught out artist who does abstract. The only thing that's he has was, going for him is his dad's name. That's, that's the only reason these would rake in $500,000. Yeah, right. So, again, talk about your father's position yeah. pulling in money for you. Because if he wasn't Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. that would be worth jack shit. Yeah. Because I could go paint splotches, like throw paint on yeah. the canvas, but I'm not going to pull in <laughs> no $500,000. Yeah. The problem with abstract art is, again, abstract art is worse than regular art because there's no definition of what's good right. in abstract art. Right. Because in regular art, like actual like portraits and stuff, it depends on how, like the more realistic it looks and <laughs> the better right. it is. Yeah. Or certain techniques, the better it is. With abstract art, it's all based on what the buyer sees as being good. So you uh, he's even gone further in this scheme of selling something that's basically priceless or worthless, right. depending on which side you're leaning on, because nobody can tell you what abstract art is worth because right. nobody can de- define what's good abstract art. Right, right. So you can sell this for whatever the fuck you want, and nobody's going to call you out and be like, yeah. the IRS ain't going to come and be like, there's no way that's worth $500,000. <laughs> it's like, bitch. And I can say the same thing from a libertarian standpoint of capitalism, thing you sell things what what the buyer buys it for, that's what it's worth. Right. So whatever they buy that for for, it's worth five hundred thousand right. dollars to the buyer because yeah. they were willing to so the IRS will never be able to come after yeah. them for money laundering or anything because right. it's worthless, priceless, whatever you want to call it. Right. I I had the beholder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he found a lucrative business there. I think so, yes. I mean he doesn't e- <laughs> and there's a good chance, like you said, he didn't even paint it. Yeah, he has some abstract artist come in and throw splotches on yeah. paper for him because he's probably not even capable of throwing splotches on canvas. Right. But he did write in his memoirs that he's a recovering cocaine addict. Yes, so don't thank forget God for that. that. Don't, I'm glad they pointed that. I part know. Out. I, I would. I would have questioned his art if he, they didn't point that out. We got to keep going because we are over our hour. We got a couple more things to talk about. The first is just something to really keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, Four men were arrested at a Denver hotel because they had a bunch of weapons. And this was like nearby the All-Star game, the MLB All-Star game that's going to be taking place in Denver. My whole thought to this is don't fuck up the the All-Star game, please. There are very few things that bring me joy in life. And baseball (laughs) is one of at the top of that list. So. I mean, it's already bad enough we got to take the break from regular baseball to have this all-star game that right. really isn't worth anything. It's right. it's fun to watch. It's not worth H- anything. How many Cardinals season. are playing? I don't even know. Oh, okay. There's a few. But yeah. uh, Ar- Arnado's playing, which is good. He's my he's my new boy, I guess, after Yachty retires in yeah. the next year or so. So sources tell Denver 7 that 16 long guns, body armor, and 1,000 rounds of ammo were found inside a hotel room. First of all, a thousand rounds really isn't that much. No, no, it's not. I mean, I might get put on a list for saying a thousand rounds isn't that much. I won't tell you how many rounds I have, but a thousand rounds isn't that much. No. Police feared a Las Vegas-style shooting during the All-Star game in Denver after receiving a tip from a housekeeper working at a hotel not far from Coors Field. (coughs) Excuse me. The hotel employee discovered more than a dozen weapons 
and more than a thousand rounds of ammunition inside one of the rooms Friday night. Okay. If, let's say, you, if you were going to carry out Las Vegas style shooting and you were going to bring 16 long rifles into your room and a thousand plus rounds of ammunition into your room, you think you're just going to leave them there for the housekeeper to stumble upon? Yeah, right. Pro- probably not. <laughs> the, there's just like holes in the story. Yeah, right. Either they are the dumbest people at carrying out a mass murder. Yeah. Or something's going on here. Right. That right. Like you said, a thousand rounds is not a lot. It's and not. Round, long rifles, like you said, how many shots are they going to get off with round? I mean, it, it, if it's a, f- a semi-auto long rifle, right. yeah, but you're... St- Other right, but if it's bolt action, you got four guys, you got 16 rifles, you got four rifles per guy. Yeah. Assuming right, maybe that they, maybe they got a guy that's reloading. Uh, yeah, maybe that's possible. That's four right. guys. So three guys shooting... Another right. guy's like <laughs> racking the freaking <laughs> bolt action for you. Hand it, hand it, hand it. Yeah, it just seems a little inefficient to me. Yeah, there, there's better ways to go about it. Yeah, like bump stocks and right. AR-15s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not that we thought about it. <laughs> no, but the Vegas shooter did that. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I I feel like. My conspiracy side says like a stage scene here to yeah. get everybody scared about right. guns and stuff yep. because yep. again, what? Who's gonna leave all that stuff just out in the open? Yeah. And what they do? Put the "Don't disturb" sign on <laughs> to make sure they want to come in. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. You think yeah. they'd have somebody sitting there like guarding the stuff or right. have it hidden or have something? Have it hidden. Right. Exactly. It says uh, multiple informed law enforcement sources connected with the investigation. Um, told Denver 7's Liz Gilardi and Denver 7 Chief's chief investigative reporter that they found the weapons inside a room on the 8th floor of the Maven Hotel as All-Star Game celebrations got underway. Sources said police removed 16 long guns, body armor, and more than 1,000 rounds of ammo from the room, which featured a balcony overlooking the downtown area. The sources said they feared the number of weapons, ammo, and the vantage point in large crowds could have resulted in a Las Vegas-style shooting. Based on the information provided by the ho- hotel employee, just got a hiccup, um, police executed a search warrant and found the guns, ammo, body armor, and a man inside the room. So there was a man when the police showed up, but there's mm. no way she came in when the man was there because right. if you have all that stuff, you're not, she's not going to be like, housekeeping, and he's like, oh, yeah, come <laughs> in, come on in. And then she looks around, and she's like, oh, Oh, what are these guns for? And he's like, "Oh, ju- don't don't worry about us. We're just we're we're just humble pa- travelers." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. I'm sorry. No, like this isn't adding up to me. No, one of the suspects arrested Friday night had posted a message on Facebook referencing a recent divorce and saying he was going to go out in a big way. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. He went that to Denver for the MLB game. <laughs> yeah, or going out in a big way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go. If I got a divorce, I I mean, I wouldn't go shoot up a place, a city. No, that's the last thing. It, freedom. Maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he meant he was going to go get a bunch of hookers and cocaine. Right. Yeah. Why not? SWAT teams responded to the Maven Hotel and, and Wazi Street was closed to the public as investigators combed the scene. One witness saw a car being loaded on a flatbed. Other witnesses said the chief of police... Paul Pazin was one of the law enforcement officials investigating the scene. So a witness said 
that the chief of police was there. Who cares? <laughs> That's really bad. That, this is local news. In total, three men and one woman were arrested Friday night, along with two vehicles, which were also impounded to be processed for possible evidence. Okay, so we got Richard Platt, who's 42, Gabriel Rodriguez, 48, Ricardo Rodriguez, who's 44, and Kanalayohui Sarikawa, who's 43. I'm guessing that's a woman. <laughs> so what they what they don't tell you, though, is that there's also a gun show in town <laughs> that weekend. That could be. <laughs> that's highly possible. Maybe they just bought a bunch of long guns and ammo at the right? gun show. Exactly. Platt appeared in court Sunday. A judge set his bond for 50000 cash. The other three su- suspects are awaiting a de- defense attorney. So there's all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it just tells me, it just seems like kind of like a yeah. staged yeah. thing here to get us all scared about gun violence and stuff. Yeah. So definitely seems a little, yeah, it just seems odd. Yeah, I thought so. The last thing also involves guns because. Andrew Cuomo, our favorite New York governor, has declared a violence emergency in his state, and he has said he's going to handle gun violence the way he handled COVID. (laughs) He just wants another— So he's going to fucking shoot your grandma? Is that (laughs) what he's saying? Yeah, exactly. We are going to take care of these like we take care of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to read all this stuff because we are so far over (laughs) our hour. But it says, Andrew Cuomo announced Tuesday he had signed an executive order declaring gun violence emergency and told the audience in New York he was going to sign legislation that allows civil lawsuits against gun manufacturers, distributors, and dealers for how they market and sell firearms. Fantastic. So we got that to look forward to. This is from CNN. They don't, though. I mean, in magazines. I mean, the only time I've seen advertisement for guns is in gun magazines. And, like, gun websites. Like, actual gun websites. There's not a lot of gun no, you don't see marketing out there. No, unless not. there is on Facebook if you're already looking for that stuff, right. then you'll start yeah. seeing Facebook ads for they, that. They stuff. just don't do their own marketing. It says the new law would close what he said was a Trump-backed federal loophole that allowed people with active warrants to purchase guns. I don't know anything I don't about remember that. that. The statute said industry stakeholders can be held liable for the illegal or unreasonable sale manufacture, distribution, importing, or marketing of firearms that cause harm to the public as a public nuisance. Hmm. It prohibits false marketing and requires gun industries players false to take— False marketing? Yeah. What kind of false marketing for uh, guns? I don't know. They shoot. <laughs> and requires gun industry players to take steps to prevent theft and illegal or unreasonable sale of firearms. Statute explicitly allows the state attorney general and corporate counsel— for local municipality municipalities to sue them when those stipulations are violated. Private citizens could also sue under the law if they endure damages as a result of a gun industry member's acts or omissions. Like, I, I don't understand, like, what are you going to admit? Well, that omit. and the fact that most of these mass shootings, these aren't <laughs> members of the NRA, right? These yeah. aren't members of any gun association. No, you no know, they're I not. Mean, so to say that you're going to hold them responsible, it's just not, and it's ignorant. The fact is New York has the highest gun laws, right. some of the strictest gun laws yeah. to begin with. So obviously it's not that we need more gun laws because you guys have the strictest gun laws. And you're even coming out and saying the epidemic of gun violence and the fear and the death that goes along with it is like stronger. <laughs> or it says dying from New York gun violence is 
bit more than COVID-19 right now. <laughs> so when you break down the numbers, there are more people dying to gun violence and crime than, in co- than due to COVID-19. But again, you have the strictest gun laws. Right. The strictest gun laws, but also they've gone a long way to piss off the police Mm -hmm. with defunding and whatnot. And so, you know, violence is really high in New York right now. Violence is really high in a lot of these big cities. Like the gangs are like taking over these cities and like crime sprees are taking over. So, you know, by him enacting all these really harsh gun laws, that'll that'll make sure the gangs don't get their guns, right? Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. Because, you know, they're all members of the NRA. And they all watch this false gun marketing. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they, they you know, they, they're really concerned with what they are buying. <laughs> says, the legislation will do what Washington refused to do. Hold gun manufacturers legally liable for the death and destruction their businesses cause. So are we going to sue car companies? When somebody gets behind a wheel drunk and crashes the car, right. or, are we going to sue the alcohol companies? Right. Exactly. Are we going to sue um, the tire companies when a blowout happens? Yep. I mean, yes, yeah. we do if there's an actual right. like problem that they know of. Right. But when somebody does something stupid, drinks, and yeah. gets in a car and kills somebody, we never go after the alcohol companies right. that manufacture or that that market their alcohol. Right. Or the yeah exactly, or the car companies that market their cars yeah. for going 170 miles an hour. Right. No, we blame it on the idiot that drank yeah. a bunch. Personal responsibility. Right. Personal responsibility. But we're gonna hold gun manufacturers legally liable for the death and destruction their business has caused. Why don't they sue the the gangs or the cartels? You know. That's a good question. Yeah, they probably why don't because they go for them? probably because the gangs and cartels are funding. Yeah, no, right. Homos. That's probably true. I mean, he's They're, one of those like, like crime type, yeah, like is. Gotham City. Yeah. Um, right. One of those governors. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just wants to be able to write another book so he can get five million off of it. For he does. So. He does. Anyway, I ho- hope to God that he doesn't handle this the way he handled COVID because your your grandmas are really at stake. He, he here. already is. <laughs> your gut. Yeah. I mean, people. There is an epidemic of gun violence. He said, on his own. So. Let's just, I don't know. He's he's a fucking moron. He is a, <laughs> he is a moron. We got to get out of here. Yes. We've uh, well overstayed note. our welcome. Cuomo's a fucking moron. Yes. Hunter Biden is Hun- a fantastic self-taught artist. Yeah. Don't Abstract art is great mon- money laundering scheme. <laughs> yes. And COVID vaccines should be mandated. Yes. That's what we got out of this week's episode. Yeah. And the that. Taliban is taking over is Afghanistan. Taking, yeah. The, the 20-year war on terror has wrapped up mission success. <laughs> the terrorists are back in control. Back in control. So Fantastic. That's where we are yes. as a this, world. This this second weekend in July, two thousand twenty one. Congratulations. This has been <laughs> your weekend wrap up. This has gone long because of all of that shit. <laughs> all of that. And I can't wrap my mind around any of it. So no, no. They, I'll they let you do that. Assholes are are running the, the <laughs> running the show. Yes. The monkeys are running the circus. Let's get out of your bill. Don't forget to check us out all over social media. Make sure you come back tomorrow for our live stream event where we are going to discuss the fiasco in Haiti, which has been ongoing for decades now due to like earthquakes and 
um, what was the other? There was the tsunami, the earthquake. Oh, yeah. There was hurricanes. Uh, hurricanes there's um, cholera, tra- human trafficking, human trafficking, the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> and then the president getting assassinated this yes, last week. We're going to talk Americans. about that tomorrow. So join us 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for that live stream. Don't forget, don't miss it. Invite your friends, invite, invite your families. Share us all over social media so we can keep doing bigger and better things. We're going to get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be back here tomorrow. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>